Welcome back to Work Woman. As always, I am excited to be with you on this day. I don't know where you are, if you're running, if you're in your car. I don't want to listen to podcasts like while I'm getting ready in the morning. Maybe you're doing that. Whatever you're doing, this is going to be a great episode because I'm going to share with you $25,000 secrets that no one is talking with you about because you likely haven't paid $25,000 to be in a room at a mastermind. So I just came off of our Bahamas mastermind. It was absolutely incredible. There was fun, there was play, but there was also a lot of different learnings that took place. And it's so important to me to be able to share the things that I'm learning through the process of growing and scaling our business and growing myself as a leader and as somebody who's responsible for team members. So everybody in this room, there was about 50 guests, Each of them paid $25,000 to be there. Some of them even paid $50,000 to be on a private plane in order to fly from Miami to the Bahamas. So this group is serious. They were successful. They were asking amazing questions. And Grant Cardone and Brandon Dawson and our Cardone team were able to address like the burning, most pressing questions that these high performing, high achieving leaders were asking. And so I want to give you like the breakdown of some of the advice, like the key takeaways that I was like, man, this hits me. This really is something that is impactful to me. And this is something that you as a business owner, you as a leader, you as an aspiring leader should also know as well, because there's no need to keep secrets away from people. So with that, let's dive in. Actually, before I dive right right in, we normally do these masterminds once a year. And on this particular year, in this particular month, April of 2022, we had the Bahamas mastermind the first weekend of the month. And we're going to Cabo this coming weekend on April 30th and May 1st for us to do a Cabo rendition. So I don't know when the next time we're going to do this. It's actually a lot of work, a lot of expense for us to put these together, but we do have one coming up. And if you're interested in joining, go to cardoventures.com forward slash Cabo. I know last time I checked, we had three seats left and they might be taken by the time this podcast is recorded, but if you're interested in going, you should definitely reach out and we'd love to accommodate you. So that's cardoventures.com forward slash Cabo. And plus we are a good time in Cabo. The only place I drink tequila is in Cabo. And the last time I drank tequila was the night before our wedding. And I don't really drink. I think I took like 10 shots of tequila that night and it was a total disaster. So anyway, Maybe more to come on that on a different episode, not for today's episode. Let's dive in to these $25,000 secrets. I got a lot of them, so I'm going to hit you hard and I'm going to hit you fast. All right, Grant Cardone. This one was from him. So I've bucketed these out into two different like types of secrets. One is just about personal growth, personal development, things that you should be thinking with as a leader and pushing yourself on. And then the second bucket, a big portion of the mastermind was dedicated to the people challenges, which as the person in our organization who is so passionate about people and creating systems and creating processes for people to be successful, it was really shocking to me that quite honestly, like 75% of the questions were about this topic of how do I navigate my team? How do I get my sales team on the same page? What does it look like when my top performer, maybe even my partner is anti where I'm trying to go? So these people pieces are what I'm going to hit you with second, but I'm going to first start with just like the overall personal growth and development. So Grant said, that so resonated with me. If you want more, there's nothing wrong with you. 
if you want more, there is nothing wrong with you. And for me, this just hit me like a ton of bricks because sometimes, even though I'm still in this 10X community every single day and I'm around people who push themselves, you can still feel like, oh man, maybe I'm not normal. And uh, maybe this isn't a good thing that I'm just so obsessive about where I'm going. And maybe I should do what other people are doing. Right now, this has hit me because we spend a lot of time in Miami. And so while I'm in Miami, I get served a lot of like Miami content. And I see all of these people like going out on jet skis and going out to the clubs and having these fancy dinners with all of these people. And I think to myself sometimes, I have people that we could go out to dinner with, but it would be about business. Like we don't have a lot of friends here because we don't have a lot of time to make friends since we started coming here three years ago. And there's not a lot of time for jet skis. There's not a lot of time to just like drink a pina colada. And although I'm so good with that and I'm so happy with the decisions that I've made and where I'm going, like every once in a while I'm thinking, man, like should I be doing it this different way? And this was just such a grounding reminder that I want more, there's nothing wrong with me, there's nothing wrong with you for wanting more, and even though other people will give you grief, even, even though other people potentially will have problems with this like itch, this desire that you have, it is totally okay. And I'm giving you permission, the 10X family, we are all giving you permission to be like, it's okay that I want more, and it's okay that I get shit from my family or I get shit from my kids or I take shit from whoever is putting pressure on me to do less because actually what you know you should be doing is doing more and I loved how that just washed over me. So that was number one. Number two, this came from Stormy Wellington who joined us at this Bahamas Mastermind. Her big thing was go all in on you. Go all in on you all in like the chips, all of your eggs in your basket of you. And for me, as I was thinking about that, it's like, where am I holding back in investments that I'm making for myself? Investments can mean monetary investments, like things that I'm learning or things that I'm paying money into. But it can also mean like, man, what type of time investments am I making on me? Am I doing the things that I need to do in order to get to where I wanna go because I feel really confident in where I'm going? And this hit me hard because two weeks ago was my birthday. I turned 29 years old this year and I'm gonna be 30 next year. And although I'm not freaking out about turning 30, I, I've kind of washed away those fears of aging at this point in my life, but there's still like this itch that I have to accomplish more than I've accomplished by the time I'm 30. And so I look around at people and I'm like, wow, they're so far ahead and they've done all these incredible things and and I haven't done some of those things yet or I haven't done some of the things that I know I want to do and that I know I'm capable of doing. But I, every once in a while, find myself being okay with just being on my heels a little bit and being a little bit more reserved and not pushing myself to, great example would be creating content that I wanna create. Like, oh, maybe that's gonna be cringy. Fun story today in our marketing team meeting, I was sharing with our team that yesterday I made this TikTok video and I was like, oh my gosh, this one, I honestly, like before I hit post, it's like, this is cringy. And in six months from now, I'm gonna look back at this and be like, why the frick did I post this? But I posted it anyway, cause I had created it, so whatever. I tell that to the team. I woke up this morning, it had gotten like 17,000 views from uh, 9 p.m. last night. It's like, oh my gosh, people actually like this. 
And so I told this, and then one of our other team members who may or may not be able to hear me right now was like, oh, before I told him which TikTok it was, he was like, oh, was it the one that blah, 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 where I did something totally different that I didn't think was cringy, but he said, and he offered before I even asked, like, was this the cringy video you're talking about? So what is the point on that? When you are so comfortable going all in on you and making the investments that you need to make in you, like you don't really care about those things that people might think are cringy or even you yourself, because I find that Oftentimes I'm my own biggest critic, even if you think you're, they're cringy. Like, what are you trying to do? If you're trying to get people's attention, if you're trying to move your message forward, if you're trying to get new customers, you're likely gonna have to do things that you've never done before in order to get there. And it's gonna feel uncomfortable and you're gonna feel silly, but that's totally okay. This brings me to another quote. I don't think this was from the mastermind. I think this was from our big conference called the 10X Growth Con, but this was also one that Stormy Wellington shared. And she said, if you can't, this is a little bit of a mind fuck. If you can be someone you've never been, yes, if you can be someone you've never been, you can do things you've never done. Okay, if I can be somebody that I've never been before, I don't know how to be the 30-year-old version of Natalie or the 45-year-old version of Natalie or this next iteration of Natalie. But if I can be that person, then I can do the things that in the future I want to be capable of and that I have these goals and ambitions around. So I just like this really stuck out to me. If you can be somebody you've never been, if you can like actively make that choice, for me, maybe it's, I'm just like sharing with you guys all of the, all of the fun behind the scenes. Dancing. Let's talk about dancing for a second. Brandon on a dance floor, although his moves are a little bit outdated, Brandon just like goes nuts. Like he goes wild on the dance floor. And I just have this perceived thing already. Like I'm supposed to be very straightforward. I'm supposed to be, you know, the representation of operational effectiveness inside our business. I'm already young. So I like, I push up against that often in my own head about like who I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be like. And so with Brandon going crazy, I feel like it's totally inappropriate for me also to just like let loose. And I have a very difficult time, especially in like social dancing settings of enjoying myself. If I'm at a concert or if I'm just like totally by myself, well, I guess not by myself, like with thousands of people, it's not a problem. But in certain environments, like I'm really stiff. And Brandon pointed out to me, people need to see that you're not stiff, but it's still very uncomfortable because of all of these perceived things. Well, all of a sudden, if I'm thinking with, man, Brandon is so successful, nobody thinks less of Brandon because he enjoys to dance on the dance floor. Like there's not one single person. And yet I would tend to perceive like, oh, I, the type of person that I am today, I need to be this certain way. But if I fast forward to let's say 10 years from now, can I be whoever I want to be in any scenario, including a dance floor? This might sound silly, but I think this is very real for a lot of people. If I can be whoever I want to be there and in the future, then why wouldn't I just start being that person now? Why wouldn't why wouldn't I just like rid anything that's keeping me confined or closed in and just be me? So I love this one. If you can be someone you've never been, then you can do things that you've never done. Okay, next up. Animate and create. Don't be stuck in who you were from the past. It's funny how all of these actually have very similar themes to them now that I'm putting them together in these buckets, but animate and create. This was a big theme that we hit on because 
most people are not willing to be animated in the business that they're in. They're not willing to be animated in the roles that they have. They're not willing to just totally create from this place of grabbing attention and grabbing interest and being in show business. Most people just like conserve themselves and think that they have to be in this box. And again, like I can totally understand and see why people feel this way. And it's very difficult to pull yourself out of this. But when you are able to animate, it creates interest. And if people are interested in you, they're going to be interested in your products and your service and doing business with you because that's what people want. People don't want somebody who thinks that they have to be a certain way in one setting and then a different way in another. And so daily, I actually am having my phone screen have a graphic that's updated with this right now. Daily, all of a sudden thinking with, how do I become more animated? not only to our team, but outward facing to clients so that it's easier for people to see themselves in me, in my story, so that there's a connection and we can move forward with conversations that might not happen if I wasn't willing to be animated to begin with. All right, my last personal development takeaway from this $25,000 mastermind. Oh my gosh, actually there's two more. I'm sorry, there's two more. Um, this came from Grant Cardone. Good people are the worst marketers. So if you're sitting there thinking, I'm a really good person. I think that of myself. Like, I know I'm a really good person. I know that I do the things that I say that I'm going to do. I know that I try to treat people fairly. I, I try to be kind and, and be empathetic. So if, if you're a good person, hopefully you wouldn't be listening to this work woman podcast if you weren't you're likely a terrible marketer because what you're not willing to do, tying a little bit back to the animate piece, what you're not willing to do is overextend the story. You're not willing to embellish the story in order to get somebody to move forward with products and services. You're gonna tell it in the black and white way. And although that's not wrong, you are likely going to be able to be a great marketer when you can start to add what we like to call at Cardo Ventures, the sizzle. So when you go, and I'm going to totally butcher the story, but when you go to a steakhouse and if you ever watch a commercial of a steakhouse, you'll see like the plate is sizzling and there's steam and there's just like butter rolling off. Even McDonald's makes ads like this where it's like the burger falls together with like the patty and the fresh lettuce and the fresh tomatoes and there's like slight droplets of water everywhere because it just looks so fresh. But when you actually roll up to a McDonald's or to any sort of steak joint, you're not getting that same experience. That's selling, that's marketing the sizzle. So if you're a good person and you are stuck in the confinement of your own marketing, how can you stop thinking with, okay, I'm gonna be a good person. I'm not telling you to be a bad person, but how instead could you start thinking with, I'm gonna animate this and make sure that I grab people's attention and put our best foot forward and maybe embellish our stories a little bit in order to get the right people in the room. Because once they're in the room, you have the confidence that you will make right and you will do well by every single client or patient that you work with. If you have that confidence and you really are a good person, then you will always fulfill upon your promise. But the thing that gets them in the door, the excitement, the, the future life that they could live that you're marketing, you might be missing out on the opportunity to really get your ideal customer's attention because you're not willing to step outside the confinements of being a good person who is just stuck in a little bit of a, of a box. I love that one. Okay, there was one more and then we're going to the employee ones. The next one. Cautious Mastermind was so good. I was just like, 
so good. Um, this is a good, this is a good thinking with one. I haven't spent enough time thinking with this, but I wanted to share it anyway and figure out how to apply this. Grant said, the past always creates fear. And then he moved into qualifying it by saying, it never creates security. So when you think through your past, I think what he was trying to say, and I should probably ask him to clarify, but what I'm pretty sure he was trying to say is like when you think of your past or you live in your past, most people aren't comforted by the things that they've done in the past, like previous accomplishments or previous money that you've made or great connections. Like you're not comforted, comforted in this moment thinking about all of those things because they might not be relevant right now. You might still have to work in order to get more because the existing ones that you have won't sustain you. And so when you have this past mindset, it actually is going to do the opposite of what you want if you're somebody who goal, who's goal-oriented. How do you get in this future state if you know that the past actually isn't going to create security? But some people tend to think that the past is like their security blanket. Oh, these were the good old days and this was the best time of my life and this was the glory years. Well, not really, because that none of that creates security for you. It's all about how do you show up? How do you play this game every day where you show up thinking about the future and what you can create and what your potential is and what you're excited about and what life could look like because every moment prior to this is totally gone. and. Oftentimes when I think of my past, I'm so hard on myself. I'm like, man, why am I not further? Why did I not stop doing this and stop wasting energy here and instead put more time over here? And that's part of just figuring out where to optimize yourself. And And I think it is good to learn from those moments, but ideally you don't dwell on that or have this mindset of just living and reminiscing in the past. All right, now we get to the fun stuff. We're savages. I just have to say that especially after coming off of the speaking engagement that I did yesterday, sometimes I forget how much of a hard ass I am and how direct I am. And I think it's shocking for people when they hear what it's like inside our culture because most people will just tolerate more shit than we will. Most people will just be okay with mediocrity and people who are average in their environment. But as soon as somebody experiences an environment like ours, they're like, oh my God, I want this. Like I want to be around people who are kicking ass and who are excited to show up every day and who are going after something because it's palpable. But when you're stuck in an environment that isn't like that and you're trying to make a transition, it's, it's difficult to see how to do it. And oftentimes it's actually the hardest things that you have to do initially, firing people, having really difficult conversations. Like those are the hard things to get to where you wanna go. And, and most people aren't willing to do those really difficult things in order to go to the next level. And so for us in our environment, like we do small hard things every single day. So it's not just like this pile of terrible team members that all at once we're like have to reset and restart our culture. It's just like constant follow-up, constant feedback, constant correction so that we're, we're cleaning as we go. Okay. Employees. First one, don't be reasonable. There is zero tolerance. I want to share with you an example of zero tolerance. We very recently had two team members that we really liked that were client facing, that were doing great in their roles, decide to go with clients in 
Cardone Ventures attire to strip clubs. They, they're two separate instances where team members wearing Cardone Ventures brand, having affiliation with their 10X brand, decided to go to a strip club with clients and post about it on social media. So there's like so many things wrong with this. I need to do it on my own podcast just on like how you handle specific situations and what policies you put in place. But here's the deal for us. Can we tell our team members, even if we don't think it's the best thing for them, like you should not go to a strip club? Not really. Like you cannot fire somebody just for going to a strip club on their free time. However, at a paid work event with clients repping our brand, do we have the right to fire team members? Absolutely. And so as soon as we heard about this and we got confirmation that this actually happened, the next day, like immediately after it happened, both team members were fired instantly. Like there's no conversation. It's no, I'm going to put you on a performance plan or why did you do this? There is zero freaking tolerance for things that are outside of what our brand stand for, what our brand stands for. Our brand does not stand for people who are making bad decisions on a Sunday night. Like that's just our brand is not, hey, we hang out with our clients at a strip club. That might be your brand. You might work in some industry where that's cool. That is not what we're about around here. And we have to have zero tolerance because if we say, hey, you cannot fraternize, 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 whatever that word is, like you, you can't even, our, our employees aren't even allowed to drink with our clients because we want to make sure that it is just such a conducive environment for what we're all here for. What are we here for? We're here to help business owners achieve their personal, professional, and financial goals through growth of their businesses. Most of them, personal goals mainly, are, hey, I want to have an amazing relationship with my significant other. Are we creating an amazing relationship with your significant other for our employees or for our clients if we allow our clients and employees to go to strip clubs together? No, probably not. It's just like, it's not our thing. We're not into that. And so this zero tolerance culture, it's like at every single level, we will not tolerate people who are putting our brand in a position, putting our clients in a position or putting themselves in a position that gets all of us further away from our goals. Next up, this is a grant one. This one's difficult for me. So Grant's direct quote was, make the decision not to compromise. And in context, what Grant was talking about is his coffee. Grant has a specific order. I think it's four shots of espresso in a venti cup filled to the top with foam. So it's not a cappuccino. It's not a latte. It's not like just espresso. It's four shots of espresso, hot, venti cup, not a grande, not a whatever the medium or the tall, it's a venti cup with the rest filled with foam. And at the hotel that we were staying at in the Bahamas, the SLS, the Starbucks there made his order incorrect and he sent it back. And then they made it incorrect again and he sent it back. This happened through four different iterations of this coffee. And Grant's whole point was this is, Grant's whole point in this was, don't compromise. Don't compromise on anything. When you make the personal decision, I'm not going to compromise on things that I pay for. I'm not going to compromise on things that I demand of my environment, of the people and the ethics that I demand of my environment. It creates a significant amount of confidence in you as a leader to make important decisions and to feel great about yourself. And when you start making these little compromises, it does chip away at your confidence. And 
I'm pretty good about this with environments that I am in, but I'm not the best at this in like a food situation. I'll like let a bad meal come and go and I won't say anything about it. But this idea of like, hey, do you tell people things in the moment that you need to, that is, it's actually important in the big picture, but it's probably in the moment uncomfortable. And if you don't, like, how do you take on this mentality that, hey, I don't compromise. So it's not about this being wrong or this being a big deal. I'm just letting you know, this is how I want my coffee. This is how I want this report delivered. This is what I have as expectations for how we run our household and how we organize things. Like these are just my expectations and I'm not gonna compromise. I'm entirely unwilling to compromise on what my expectations are. Because then all of a sudden people around you start to know this and you get more out of everybody in your environment. And then what I've watched Grant do is like, he transitions this whole world to be able to give him what he wants when he wants it. And some people make judgments about that. I think that's fantastic. Like who in the world doesn't want people in their environment to make the expectations that they have actually come to life. That's a beautiful thing. And I could get better at that in a handful of other instances. Oh my gosh, I love this one. Okay, next one. Final two. Think of your talent like the NFL. If they don't win, they go. Think of your talent like the NFL. If they don't win, they go. It's so true. There is not a single sports team in the history of professional sports that has kept somebody on payroll that was not winning. If you are not winning, if you are not keeping yourself in shape, if you're not doing all the things that you need to do, you're just cut. And that's the expectation. And only the best of the best get to go play. The, only the best of the best get to be on the team. The very best get to actually go play. But the environment creates that. And so if you started hiring and keeping talent the same way that professional sports teams do, like if somebody doesn't perform in your environment, is it very clear to them that they no longer have the opportunity to work with you? If it's not, how do you fix that? Like, how do you start to have these different expectations? And so much of this is helping you just pivot even your thought process around, hey, what should my team and my environment actually look like? Because if you mirror the NFL, I have a feeling that your business would skyrocket as it relates to the metrics and the goals that you have because you're only willing to keep people who are willing to perform. They're not keeping anybody who's injured or hurt or making excuses. It's like, you know, we're here to play. We're here to play a freaking game. And if you're not able to play the game that we're playing, you have to go. If you're not here and able to hit the results that we need to have you hit, I don't care if you're a family member. I don't care if you're a friend. You have to go because we're here to play a game. I love that. All right. Last but not least. People do not do things that are good for them. People do not do things that are good for them. Oh, it's so true. People don't. Most people have given the option to do the thing that's good for them. They won't. Think about it like this. How many people on the planet no, let's talk about United States. How many people in the United States know that you should exercise for 30 minutes a day and eat fruits and veggies and a clean diet? Like that's taught in every school. You hear that everywhere. And yet how many people actually do that? Very few. In your business, people know, hey, it would be beneficial and helpful if I role played or if I did daily training. 
but without being forced to do it, are most people jumping up and down wanting to do that? Absolutely not. When it comes to reading books, the average CEO reads like 10x the amount of books that employees read. Instead of watching television or binging a Netflix show, do people make the decision to read? No. So people know that things are good for them and actively just choose not to do those things. And so in your environment, if you know that people aren't gonna do the things that are good for them, you have to first ask yourself the question, what do I put in my environment that I don't make a choice? It's not a choice in our environment to not train every single day. It's not a choice in our environment to not send a daily recap email. It's not a choice in our environment to show up to our daily all team meeting and to have your camera on and to be excited. Those things aren't choices. And they're not choices because I know that if we just gave people the option, they wouldn't show up. They wouldn't do those things. Because I know myself too, this like as a business owner, like you have to even think about your own experiences with things in your life. If it's hard for you to do the things that are good for you, why on earth do you expect that it's gonna be easy for your team members to just create this magical culture around you? It's never, ever, ever gonna happen. So if I was you, and I was leading a team, I would be thinking with, what could I put in my environment that would force team members to make good choices? And what would I remove from my environment that would allow people to make better choices? Things that you could remove from the environment. I go back to this example often. If you know that your team has health-related goals, and you're creating celebrations or team outings or just things that you do in the office, like don't feed into negative things that take them away from their goals. If you, if you have a candy jar in your welcome area and everybody jokes about eating the candy, like why are you doing that to people? Stop putting the candy jar there. Stop ordering donuts, stop ordering pizza. Do the things, if somebody tells you that they want a different type of lifestyle, don't feed the things that are negative because you know, even though they say they wanna do these things, you know that most people, including yourself, will not make the right decision. So help people in your environment make the right decision. And you can't control everything that everybody is gonna go do. Even if you don't serve pizza at your company outings, like, yeah, they can go home and order pizza, but at least your environment that you have created in your business isn't condoning it and isn't a part of feeding bad or negative habits. So with that, $25,000 worth of secrets I have just shared with you. If you are interested in getting another $25,000 because there's gonna be more bombs, more like, oh my gosh, things that you wanna take away, Cabo Mastermind is happening this weekend. I think we can have a couple of spots to squeeze you in. If you're interested in coming, go to cardoventures dot com forward slash Cabo. That's cardoventures.com forward slash Cabo. I so appreciate you. Keep it up. Keep going. Put your head down. Put the work in and I promise you will get to where you want to go. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it. You could put it on Instagram. You could put it on Facebook. I would really appreciate the tag. Let people know that you're listening to the Workwoman podcast and I would so appreciate any of your help with giving people the right information so that they can improve their lives. I can't wait to talk to you on the next episode.